We learned this week that orcas do not care for heavy metal music. A concession there to all our orca listeners. Don't mention it. We learnt this via the latest development in the ongoing saga of orca attacks upon passing shipping in the Gibraltar Strait. Let's try some background music which may meet with the favour of our two-toned toothed whale friends. We capsized our boats and we lost five men And we did not catch that whale brave boy literally a song about an interaction between whales and ships in which the occupants of the ship come off second best. This will make sense shortly, but again, you see how much work goes into these things. Come on. <laughs> Just get on with it. Anyway, we learned some while back that orcas have of late been targeting boats attempting to navigate the straits, and with some success. They have sunk at least three craft and damaged several more, often ripping off the rudders. Whale boffins profess themselves mystified. Some have even speculated, more or less, that the black and white marine vandals have been doing it for a laugh. But there seems little doubt that they're doing it on porpoise. Thanks for coming out and so forth. But we learned that among the means that sailors have deployed to deter the dichromatic aquatic marauders has been blasting heavy metal music through underwater speakers. Beleaguered sea dogs have even traded playlists. And it is the properly grim stuff made by groups including, these are all actual examples, Monument of Misanthropy, Dying Fetus, Ingested, and zany Russian funsters, Abominable Putridity, whose track Paroxysm goes like this, all together on the chorus. Beginning to see the orca's point, Mallet. Anyway, we learned, though were not surprised, that this din just seemed to make the colour-free, ocean-going miscreants even angrier, to the extent that they clattered the catamaran emitting the racket, necessitating a forlorn tow back to port. <laughs> Sticking with the subject of extreme measures being taken to silence vexatious popular song, we learned that the artist responsible for this... is subject to a warrant for their arrest. We learned when we looked into it further that this was not due to any well-intentioned, if arguably heavy-handed, endeavour to discourage the production of oversold balladry, but yet further demonstration of the extraordinary capacity of Russia for being sinister and ridiculous at the same time, like a vampire in clown shoes. <laughs> The tune in question you may recognise is 1944, with which Ukrainian singer Susanna Jamaladinova, who trades as Jamala, won the 2016 Eurovision Song Contest. You may also recall Russia flinging its borscht off its high chair at the time, enraged by this obvious lament for the deportation of Jamala's ancestors, the Tatars of Crimea, by Vladimir Putin's ancestor, Joseph Stalin. We learned that Jamala is now wanted by Russian plod 
4, it says here, spreading fake information about Russia's armed forces, which all sounds very much like the kind of thing that a sane and normal country would consider a reasonable and constructive use of everybody's time and resources. We also learn, thanks to this latest extremely dignified tantrum by Russia, that Jamala has a newish album out. It's called Kirim, and here's a bit of it. That's Kirim, the new album by Jamala, available now. Thanks for letting everybody know Russia's Ministry of Internal Affairs. And we learned of a truce in one of the less likely diplomatic fracas. Actually, is the plural of fracas just fracas or fracases? Does anybody know? I think it's fracas. I really think no, it's definitely fracas. It's fracas, there's no question. Fracas, for God's sake. Righto, don't have all day. We learned of a truce in one of the less likely diplomatic spats of our time, specifically a detente between Manchester United central defender Harry Maguire and Ghanaian Member of Parliament Isaac Odongo. Aficionados of the ludicrous may recall that last year Adongo gave a speech to Ghana's parliament in which he drew unflattering comparisons between the economic management of Ghanaian vice president Mohamedou Bawamoa and the hapless footballist. He became the biggest threat at the centre of Manchester United's defence, tackling Manchester players and giving assists to opponents. <laughs> Mr Speaker, <laughs> when even the opponents fail to score, Maguire will score for them. Mr. <laughs> Speaker, you remember in this country we also had an economic Maguire. We learned that Adongo has now rethought his opinion of Maguire. Mr. Speaker, I now apologize to Harry Maguire. If not, his opinion of Vice President Bawamoa. Mr. Speaker, Harry Maguire is now a key player for Manchester United. As for our Maguire, he is now roaming at the IMF. With a, with a cup in hand. With a cup in hand. We learned that Maguire had accepted this apology and invited Adongo to Old Trafford. While all would appear to be well that ends well on the Ghana-Manchester United front at least, we have also learned that some schisms are probably irreconcilable. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.